Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. cheerleader well good morning hi benny good morning sue how are you darling feeling frisky and fantabulous as always what's the weather doing it's raining that's why i've changed the dude around here (laughs) to make it better than out there yes i see you're wearing a a a crimson jacket i mean yeah it's you know a little cooler in the studio i feel a little more comfy in my little cougar sweatshirt you know my little cozy and yummy and all of that i love it yeah yeah yeah, it's that that weather that season change and that kind of hunker down coziness although in bend we get so much sunshine although the last couple days we've had a couple gray days and a little bit of rain uh, so it's kind of this cozy fireplace, hunker down coziness. I just, yeah. Me and the dogs, Aww. me and the roughs and the doggies. Yes. Sounds amazing. All right, welcome. <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We are live in the Pacific Northwest. Good morning, everybody in the Pacific Northwest, of course, and internationally. I know we've got Mexico City, Switzerland. We've got people all over the world listening to us on YouTube. And I feel very, very blessed and totally thankful that you are taking part in all this. So just like with anything, with my teaching, with my guests, take what resonates and leave the rest. And quite honestly, if there is a squeaky wheel or a little bit of a thorn or maybe something kind of ticks at you or triggers you, ah, that's where you need to shine that light and take a look at what that looks like, what that feels like inside your body. If you want a copy of the show, please go to sulanquist.com forward slash newsletter, and we will get you signed up for the newsletter. I don't do any overexertion, overexertion, overextravagant. Whoa, 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 what kind of show are we doing here? Whoa, take it easy there. <laughs> aerobics. We can do aerobics. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, let's get to work. Shape it up. I right. when Jane Fonda. <laughs> right. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Let's do it. Come on, girls, put it out there. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Poor Jessica's like, oh, what, what show? It's a great <laughs> cafe. What's, what's happening here? <laughs> She's in. She has a yearly membership. She's good. We're good. We're good. Well, welcome. All right. I'm going to jump in, you guys. Enough of the goofiness. Uh, did the newsletter, suwankus.com forward slash newsletter. Anytime you need any of my information on myself, my classes, my coaching, my workshops online now, uh, just go to suwankus.com forward slash newsletter. And of course, you know, we've got old beliefs, old patterns, and we are shaking it to the ground, getting rid of all of that. But with that and old fears, old traumas and old patterns and those experiences, you need new self-regulating mindset tools that's where I come in. So you can get all that information at sulunquist.com forward slash C2C or sign up for the newsletter and you can get all the behind the scenes stuff. And of course, live here on the radio. So Miss Jessica, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. I'm going to do the formal bio. And then uh, like we discussed in the audience knows, then we get to jump in with you 
and get to know your energy and everything. So Jessica Van Antwerp is the owner and CEO of Integral Travel, providing wellness retreats and education to teach people how to unlock a natural healing capacity of their bodies while connecting with others on the planet. She draws on over a decade of experience in health and wellness industry, as well as wisdom she's gained through her personal struggles with anxiety, weight, low self-esteem, and addiction. There is nothing more fulfilling to her than empowering people in their own well-being and helping them heal their hearts. Well, we're in the right place. We're going to be talking the same things here. I love this. Welcome, Jessica. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Sue. Yes. So let's just jump in. Where did this, where did this journey start with? Because I I walked my talk. That's why I created my C2C program because it wasn't there. And yeah. I needed real-time, real life mindset, self-regulating tools for the moment. Yes. Right? Yeah. We can't just go sit somewhere and meditate when we're having a trigger, you know. Right. <laughs> or you but, could, but you know, it may prove to be ineffective. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You totally could. Let me, yeah, totally. So let's get to know you. Talk to me about your journey through this, how you walked the talk. and Yeah. Well, I, re I really liked what you said in your opening about um, changing the mindset because uh, that was a, a huge part of my shift into, um, you know, health, wellness, and, and really um, a deeper sense of self-love, so overcoming that low self-esteem, overcoming the addiction even um, for me was a matter of uh, switching my mindset and, and really having a more realistic uh, view of what was happening around me. Um, and so that um, realizing that my addiction was no, no longer necessary as a protective mechanism, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Ooh, right there, so, that's a pearl of wisdom for people to understand because we go right. numb, right? The denial, right. that's way easier. Right. Well, and the, and the pattern, the, the addictive behavior was a pattern that was um, compensating for some, some, you know, emotional trauma that I had undergone in my childhood. I mean, so the story, that's where really the story begins, um, as I think they all do, but, but we're really reconciling like, okay, is this, is this behavior serving me anymore? And I, mm -hmm. it, it took recognizing what the behavior was compensating for, which was emotional protection to protect myself from hurt again, the way that I had experienced as a child. Um, but then looking around, actually opening my eyes, looking at my circle of friends and my community and being like, these people love me. They don't want to hurt me. They love me for who I am and all the ways that I show up, even in my, you know, addiction, which at that time we were just, we were just young and like partying, you know what I mean? And so nobody yeah. was really talking about addiction. Um, we were just having fun. And, um, but you know, when it came time for me to get a little more serious about my career and, and let some of that go, I re that's when I realized that it was an, a compulsive behavior that I didn't have control over. Um, so, but again, you know, looking at my circle of friends and being like, oh yeah, these people aren't here to hurt me. They love me in a way that I've never really been loved before. They accept me wholly and completely. And, and this pattern, um, and this behavior is actually getting in the way of my deepening my connection and friendship with them. So, uh, and that started, you know, a years long process then of actually unwinding the addictive behavior and actually kind of gaining more control over it because it was a compulsion. It wasn't just like, oh, I had this realization and okay, the behavior is gone the next day. It was like, 
okay, I have this awareness. It's not serving me. I don't actually enjoy it. It's getting in the way of things that I really want to do, but, but really getting rid of it um, took years to overcome. So, and there's a chemical addiction in your body, your nervous. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is literally a chemical addiction that your body and the endorphins and stuff that's, that's releasing because of what's happening. So it's, yeah, I totally get that from the neurological aspect of it. Yes. Right. I was going to say the, the psychological addiction and the, and the nervous system addiction too is more because so, so just to, to be like totally clear and honest, my addiction was to cannabis. So I was a, a stoner. I was just high for seven years of my life, like literally from the time that I woke up until the time that I went to bed, I was just, just it was the first thing I did. Uh, yeah. It was the last thing I did. And, and, um, but I was a very functional stoner. Okay. I would show up to work. I get all my, I made straight A's through college and, um, Amazing. you know, but yeah. yeah. So, so like a functioning, some ways it wasn't something inter- like that. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was, um, I realized that it was again, like a protective mechanism and, um, and so for me, it was more a psychological addiction of like, I wasn't comfortable being sober because I didn't have a sense of self-worth. I didn't even, I didn't know how to be myself with myself, um, much less be sober in front of other people. Um, so, so that was, you know, that was the behavior and that psychological addiction that was coming into play. So, so in addition to the realization that, oh, this behavior has control over me and I, I needed to shift my relationship to myself, shift the mindset, like we were talking about and really understand that, okay, not only did these people love me, they're showing me how to love myself in a way that I've never experienced before. Wow. So. There's a lot of bravery and a lot of fear mixed in with all of that too, because, oh, oh yeah. I'm a stoner. That's my label. That's my role. That's what right. I've been doing. What yeah. am I going to be if I'm not that? And the people around me, how are they going to react? And how am I going to show up and react? There's this exactly. whole dance, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's such oh. a huge part of, um, of becoming well. So I'm just getting into the wellness coaching myself and, um, and changing your identity is often the hardest part of like, of even losing weight. You know what I mean? Like if you've always been known as like the big funny guy, like you've developed, you know, you've always been a bigger person, right? That's the role. Right. And so how does your, how does your role change? If you're no longer like the big funny guy, then you're like the little funny guy or something. (laughs) (laughs) And is that okay? And how does that show up in my life? And yada, you know, all these self-sabotaging fears. And that's that, that call it the drunk monkey. Cause it makes me laugh, oh. but it is, it's a drunk monkey, a little oh. talky. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It's also, um, it's also like this mini death, you know what I mean? Yes. So, so there's yes. so much fear around letting go of that person that you were, that you have been and the, uh, stepping into the unknown of like, well, if I don't have this identity, then like you said, who am I going to be? What's going to happen? Am I going to be okay? Yeah. Uh, because, because you have to shed that those layers of that person that you were, it's like a rite of passage, you oh know, my gosh. which we lack in our modern culture. You know, we don't really have those, those rites of passage that really signify uh, and help you step into a new version of yourself. You know, And Jessica, what a timely conversation because of all the hoopla yes. that's happening in the world. And there's a lot of redesigning, reclaiming, recreating of lives, lifestyles, my buzzwords, you know, um, 
I've, I've talked to clients, coaches, um, people in my industry, like yourself, you know, there's so many people riddled with fear and doubt and spinning out. Like, I don't know what to do. And I, and I'm like, you know what? Lovely ones. This is perfect. Yeah. Clean slate. Let's rock this. And they're like, what? Right. What? I have just lost all my shiitake, my emotions, <laughs> my home. I, Cause I can't swear in radio. So that's, I, yes, that's yeah. I put on there. <laughs> Uh, now, are you kidding? Really? And I'm like, yeah, let's, this is perfect. Let's right. reclaim and recreate right. that. Yeah. And, and given the opportunity to ask yourself, what do I want to create? Because with that clean slate, anything is possible. What kind of life do you want to live? And when have we ever been asked that question? What, well, maybe when I was in elementary, when I had a pen to paper and the teacher was like, what would you like to create, little Sue? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they, they probably didn't use that language, but like, no. what do you want to be? What do you want to yeah. be when you grow up? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, and then at that time, there's, you know, the sky's the limit. You get to choose whatever. So like, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a teacher. I want to be the president of the United States. Then life and, hits you. Boom, right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> And what they don't tell you is A, how much work it's going to be to get there. And B, that by choosing that one thing, you eliminate all the other possibilities. You know, mm. you have, you choose that one thing and you move towards it and you can't be both the president of the United States and an astronaut. Although maybe, maybe with the current, you know, commercial, <laughs> commercial <laughs> space travel that's happening, like maybe. Yes. You can I love it. Uh, so I know. Astronauts, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Choosing and pursuing that one thing eliminates all the other. Like, yeah. It see, sort of I'm, like closes I'm, the door. I'm hung up on that, Jessica. Let's have that conversation because if I'm questioning it, somebody else is. And maybe yeah. it's just because I, and maybe it's the Aryan in me, the explorer, the creator in me, I'm a manifesting generator. I create that's, and I inspire yeah. and I take action. If somebody yeah. said you got one box sister, that's it. It would kill me. Right. right? right. I know. I, maybe it's that's hard. what you're saying. You know, maybe, well, you know, go ahead, love. Let's, let's talk about like, um, something, something maybe a little more tangible, like in terms of like learning uh, an instrument. Okay. And maybe you're a savant and you can learn all the instruments all at the same time, but gotcha. to really, to really get good. So say you want to, you want to learn piano and you want to learn how to play the flute and the violin and the guitar, you know, <laughs> how are you going to do that? Like you can, To learn them all at the same time requires, I mean, maybe, maybe if you start as a child, but to even get good like semi good at playing the piano it takes years, you know, learning Golf. how to read music, Your learning talent. how to write. So like choosing one sport, choosing one instrument, choosing a language or, you know, and again, maybe you're gifted and you can, you know, you just have like the language gift and you speak like eight languages and it's really easy for you. And I wish I had that gift. <laughs> Tell me your secret. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah that's the, like the more tangible I think example of that where when you when you choose what you want to be or what you you know as a career then then you're kind of you're not closing the door on everything else like there's a lot of complementary things that you can do right uh, but like I'm in the health and wellness industry and I love teaching people how to heal themselves and like and really opening people's eyes as to the healing capacity that their body 
is naturally have. Like we don't need medicines. We don't need pharmaceuticals, but I'm also, I love film and I could have seen myself in another life as a filmmaker. And maybe in my future, I will also be a filmmaker, but I'm also like, I'm really or fascinated now. by, or, or yeah, start, start doing that. Create then, it. But then, you know, focusing on that means maybe less time for clients and uh, less time for, you know, retreat building and that kind of thing. Or, but I could also, I'm fascinated by physics and how, um, especially how physics is like kind of bridging the gap but, um, back to spirituality. It's bringing science, it's connecting science back to spirituality, yeah. which um, is so fascinating to me. Yeah. But I've never even taken a physics course. I've like read some books and done some self study, but, and so I could kind of see myself being like a physicist too. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like pursuing that then eliminates time for clients or time to make a movie or, you know, this right. and that and the other. So, you know, maybe I should just clone myself. And <laughs> <laughs> Cloning oneself, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's Jessica, let's talk about the wellness. I, we, we talked about your journey to how you got here. And for those of you in uh, the Pacific Northwest listening to us on the radio, you're missing out on a really cool backdrop on YouTube because it looks like a whole <laughs> garden on her wall. It is beautiful. I love it. Uh, but please yeah. don't be doing that while you're driving. Stop and pull over and do that. But Jessica, talk to me about, walk me through a wellness retreat. Walk me through, a, uh, you know, where you get your juiciness from and helping your clients and what inspires you. Yeah, it's all you know, it's sort of built on itself. I guess my, uh, I mean, I was an athlete growing up, so had, had a, a natural inclination towards using my body and staying fit and breathing hard and sweating. And, um, and that always felt really good to me, but I was always a team sport player. So I always had coaches and would show up and like, you know, exercise with other people and play a game. And it was really fun. And when I got to college, I was no longer involved in team sports and I didn't have the self-motivation to go and exercise like, cause I had always been doing what other people told me to do. Right. Right. Like the coach would show up and say, you know, run 10 laps or do 10 pushups or, you know, do whatever we're going to do. And so I was like, okay. Uh, but then in the absence of this coach telling me, you know, what to do with my body and how to exercise, I didn't have that. So I gained the freshman 30. <laughs> I, I double, I'm an overachiever. So I doubled the freshman 15. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And, uh, and I was like, okay, I, I need to figure something out. I need to do something here. And I had never been inclined to run, but I started running because I was like, well, you know, what else am I going to do? I can't go play volleyball by myself. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can play with the wall, but how fun is that? So, um, so yeah, I started running and that actually really helped, um, helped me drop the weight like pretty quickly. Uh, but so you know, through my early twenties, I had to really develop my own self-discipline with exercise and, and weight, um, weight control. And that got me into kind of the self-study of nutrition. And, uh, I became vegetarian in my junior year of college and explored that for about five years, but I didn't really know enough about nutrition at that time to, to get enough vitamins and minerals. So yeah. I was like what I would refer to as like the easy vegetarian where I was just eating like lots of mac and cheese and pizza, you know, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, 
which didn't help with the weight issue. Not know? at all. Sort Not of at like, all. like filling a, a leaking bucket or no, I didn't have the bucket wasn't leaking because I wasn't burning the calories. So I was just like <laughs> filling the bucket and it's not overflowing, you know? Oh. Um, but that, and so I became nutritionally deficient and I was already anemic, um, just as like kind oh, of a natural thing that. in my life. And I actually, um, I passed out in public twice from anemia. One was in a yoga class and that was very embarrassing. <laughs> just from like mountain pose where you're just standing, you know, with your arms straight up, just crumpled to the ground. And, you know, wow. everybody wow. in the class like turned around. It was this big spectacle. And, uh, and then once I was just like at an herb, an herbal apothecary, um, in Boulder where I live and, uh, and just sort of, I didn't fully pass out there, but I had to sit down. I had like the tunnel vision and like the sound. So anyway, I just, I was like, okay, I need to start eating meat again for my health. So, you know, vegetarianism, um, is great for some people, not great for other people. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, follow what works for you and don't, you know, listen to, you should do this. You should do that. Like this is better. Listen to your own body, your own guidance. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that really kind of got me more into the study of nutrition, um, I, I got a degree in philosophy in college, which was a fascinating education and, um, and really taught me how to think critically. So that's the skill that I've taken um, from that degree into the rest of my life. Cause that's, you know, one thing that's really missing in our education system is people tell you what to think all the time. And it's very didactic, like this is this, and this is this. And, you know, and then it's very, I don't fit in that box either. Right. And the tests are all regurgitative. Like, uh, what did this guy say? What did that guy say? You know, and it's not about, um, you know, making connections between different disciplines and, um, and, and really thinking for yourself. So, uh, so philosophy was an amazing field of study to, to help me learn how to do that. And, um, but after that, there's nothing you can really do in terms of the professional life with a philosophy degree. You don't go like get a job at a corporation and be like, I'm in your think tank, you know? Yeah. Um, Although there are, there probably are some, the Amazons or the Googles of the world need the think tanks, right? But right. Or there's those, those people who like position themselves as like a futurists or whatever. I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> What's if, well, that's a different story, but I'm right. not curious what a futurist is. So, so it's like a, it's like a sci-fi thinker, someone who thinks about what the future will be like based on, you know, the trajectory that Mm. we're going on right now, which is like, sounds really Uh, cool. Like, again, I, I want to do that. Juicy stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I know. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, so talk. I just uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just like, yeah, can I kind of continue again? It's like a long and winding journey. So sorry if yeah. I'm kind of prattling on, but um, so after college, I just you know moved to Colorado and learned how to snowboard and was just kind of living the ski bum life, like working five jobs and <laughs> and uh, partying and um, you know, not really achieving quote unquote much with my life, um, but really finding myself, finding my way, my own way, you know, not following just the, the sort of like go to college, get a, you know, get married, get a career, have kids, that kind of thing. Um, 
and I ended up in massage school anyway, I guess to kind of like cut to the chase, ended up in massage school about five years after I had just been sort of like bartending and working in restaurants. And, um, and that was really kind of my, the, the big door that opened into the health and wellness world for me, because I, I not only learned about, you know, anatomy and the human body, but also I went to a massage school that really honored the spirit that animates the human body. Which one was it? Just out of curiosity. It's, it's very, it was a very small school. It's called Healing Spirits Massage okay. Training Program. Yeah, in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and and this against the backdrop of, and my history of having been atheist when I was in high school, like very staunch about like, if science can't prove it, I don't believe it. But having undergone softening that position in college <laughs> in a... I took uh-huh. a philosophy, philosophy of religion class, which was actually the class that that spurred me to change my major from business to philosophy because it was so fascinating. And um, and so if the if the you know some of the greatest thinkers in the world can't prove the existence of a divine being, then who am I to say a divine being doesn't exist? But on the other hand, no one can disprove the existence of a divine being either. So so I became agnostic. And, uh, and I was like, all right, well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but you know, whatever. And that's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation. Cause I live in the spirit realm. I live. In well, I do now Yeah. because I, then I had, I had a spiritual awakening, which is actually what brought me to Colorado. And it was just this like, totally, I was having a road trip. I got a summer job in Yellowstone after my junior year. So I was driving from Texas where I'm from. Um, up through New Mexico and Colorado and up to Wyoming. And um, and I was driving, I was north of Denver on I-25 and it was raining. And so there's like gray clouds just hanging super low yeah. and raining. And I'm looking at the highway, you know, going 70. And if you've ever driven I-25 through Denver, it's harrowing. <laughs> it's, oh. it's like really windy and the, the lanes are super narrow. So it's very stressful. So I'm like, but over to the west, you could see the break of the cloud, the end of the clouds, and beyond it, the continental divide and the sun shining on these snow-capped mountains. And I had never seen anything like that. And so I'm like driving on the road, like trying to keep my eyes on the road, but like looking over, like <laughs> wanting to stare at the mountains. And all of a sudden I looked back to the road and these low hanging clouds, they broke into this just vertical column that went straight up and like the sun was shining in and the clouds were these like teal colors. And it was like those moments in the movies where you hear angels singing. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I was just overcome by the sensation, this full body sensation and I started crying and in that moment I just I just knew Mm. there was something greater and ever since then um I've sort of devoted my my life to exploring that like what is this thing the awakening Um, and the surrender and the opening of the heart all in one right yeah yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that's what brought me to Colorado. I mean, I had that experience here in Colorado and that was sort of like my guiding light post um, Yellowstone and post graduation from college. And, um, and then, and it sort of has existed as a, as a backdrop to everything else that I've been doing until, you know, the last 10 years after massage school and, and then really incorporating it into who I am and what I do. And I mean, I've had 
I have a friend who is a Methodist pastor and we set up a, a wellness retreat together, a really spiritual wellness retreat. And, um, and I had, it was, so, it was like the best compliment I've ever gotten. I think but he said, I'm one of the most spiritual people that he knows. And he, this guy is like in the church and I'm, yeah. I don't identify with a religion. I, yeah, don't, I don't, you know, right. but I just, yeah. ex, you know, it's just, I guess something that I exude. So no, well, I call it Gus. God, G-A-U-D, G-A-W-D. W-D. Yeah, W-D, like God. Right. God and you, it's God, universe, source, spirit. Oh, nice. Because it can be purple chopsticks. Listen, you know what? (laughs) Whatever, whatever brings love and joy to you. And that's that's how you present yourself to the world. I mean, that's that's the general term. But Okay, we are going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Jessica. We're going to dive a lot more into her wellness practice, what she does, how she facilitates that, who she facilitates that with. And if it's something that you would like to be a part of, we will get you that contact information. So we will be right back, you guys. Hey guys, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Yes, that's positive radio to feed your soul. You know what? Give me 20 minutes and I'm going to give you a lifetime of change. Learn to manage your mind. It's just you, just version 2.0. You hear me say it on the radio, new thoughts, new ideas, new perspective, and it's a new you. Let's have a conversation and stop your spinning. 206-300-2227. Saving Great Animals, a Seattle-based dog rescue organization, matches families with dogs that are the best fit. Dogs that come from overcrowded animal control shelters, from abandonment or neglect. The key to Saving Great Animals' success is a trial adoption program, including training and counsel as needed. This way, you know you have the right dog before the adoption is final. Saving Great Animals relies solely on donations, so please visit Saving Great Animals animals.org today. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Welcome back. 
Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Hello, the Pacific Northwest. Hello, Switzerland. Hello, Mexico. All of those in the podcast world. We are talking to Jessica Van Antwerp, and we are going to continue talking about wellness. Um, you know, quite honestly, we're having a really beautiful conversation, and it's just like sitting here having a cup of coffee with a friend. And I and I, it, it's our intention that you guys are getting some pearls of wisdom from this as well. We're going to jump a little bit deeper into her wellness practice, what that looks like, the wellness retreats, what that looks like, all the juiciness of, I was going to say that and its demographics, where it's at, location, international, national. Walk me through your wellness retreats too. Yeah, the wellness retreats are a culmination of, you know, everything that that I've learned about wellness over the last, well, my lifetime, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but particularly as a professional in the industry, um, as a massage therapist and, and learning, integrating nutrition, and um, I got certified to teach yoga and Qigong, which is yep. just, it's magic. Uh, and that's, that's my um, primary well, I wouldn't say primary, but it is, I think, the foundation of my wellness practice um, is Qigong and, and exchanging energy with the universe. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Qigong, you might be more familiar with Tai Chi, which is a type yeah. of Qigong. So just like there are a bunch of different types of yoga, there are a bunch of different types of Qigong. And I practice a spiritual style of Qigong called Shengzhen, and it's the Qigong of unconditional love. So it's all mm. about opening the heart, healing the heart. Um, but we were we were just talking on the commercial break about uh, you know how complicated, overly complicated wellness is. I think in in the in the vernacular, just in you know in the field, um, and all of these shoulds. And there's lots of focus on diet and nutrition, which are definitely you know foundational. Um, aspects of physical health and wellness, but as we've talked about the mindset, the emotions, and even the spirituality, uh, those are all key components of, of a true well-rounded wellness lifestyle as well. Holistic, right? Right, yeah. right. So it's, our wellness... it's a balance. You can't have one without the other, really. Right. I mean, you can, but it's imbalanced. <laughs> right. 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 So our wellness retreats um, incorporate all of those aspects of physical wellness, emotional, mental, and spiritual. We, we incorporate yoga practices that are not super complicated. Like anyone who, whether you have experience or not can participate in these yoga classes. Non-intimidating. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and I always find it funny when people are like, oh, I can't do yoga, but th that's counter to the whole idea of yoga, of like leaving your ego at the door and just showing up as you are, how you are, you know? Yeah. But um, they just don't know what they don't know until they right. Yeah. right. Until they try. Yeah. 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 So again, a whole other can of worms, but yeah. Um, <laughs> So we do some, yeah, we do some gentle stretch. Let's just call it gentle stretching, you know, with breath. and maybe that'll be less intimidating. Um, but always uh, a practice of Shengzhen, which is my love. That's um, my, yeah, yeah, opening the heart. Um, but even like simple things like um, touch, 
So incorporating you know, massage and other treatments into the wellness retreats because touch in itself is being increasingly studied to release dopamine into your system and serotonin and oxytocin and all those good like happiness and bonding hormones shown to decrease blood pressure, reduce respiration rate, and just really like relieve stress from your, mm. even from your mind in addition oh, to totally. from yeah. your body yeah. so um so incorporating touch we always incorporate some time in nature because right. nature is also being increasingly studied to have those similar effects of um increasing oxytocin, all those good hormones. It's also yep. being studied to increase your T cell count. So your immune function. And so there's a study that has proven measured the T cell count in people who took a two day vacation into nature versus two day vacation into a city. And the, the immune function of those people that took the two-day vacation in nature was still 50% higher two months later than it had been before wow. they took the vacation. So not nice. only does it have those effects in general, but those effects last, wow. you know? Yep. So um, healthy food is also incorporated into our retreats. Mindfulness, uh, meditation, breath work, um, yeah, so many different aspects, but it's, it's also peppered with connecting with the local environment wherever we are, because our personal health is tied into the health of the planet. Mm. We can only be so healthy if the air that we're breathing isn't clean. Mm -hmm. We can only be so healthy if the water that we're drinking has microplastics and, you know, hormones and toxic chemicals and pesticides in it. Um, so we're limit. Our personal health is limited and interrelated with the health of the environment around us. So we always, um, in our retreats, bring that aspect into play and and start. So it's not just about us, but it's about connecting. Okay, connecting inwards with ourselves, outwards with the environment, outwards with the greater spirit, and outwards with other people as well. Now, is this is the is this a full demographic? Is this male? Is it female? Is it all sexes? Is it? It's prim It's been primarily female, as okay. is, um, I think, the the trend in the industry. Though, yeah. you know, we are hoping to draw in um, more men, more people of all ages. And what I really love about the current health and wellness trend is that so many young people are on board with it. Um, older people are sort of like trying to make for lost time, you know, and there, and it's, it's generational, it's cultural. So, you know, no judgments about growing up on microwave dinners or whatever. That was just what was, that was the 80s. That, even 50s, 60s, you know? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, the hungry man dinners. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> which you know, again, no judgments. Like that's just what was culturally convenient at the time. We didn't yeah. know what the, the new microwave that when it all came out, right. when women yeah. were going into the workplace. And so it was supportive of, of women going into the workplace because all of a sudden dinner became easier, you know, yes. it didn't become an hours long process. And so now we just sort of have to like reconcile the two, you know, yeah. the working parents, the healthy eating, um, you know, and everything else that goes along with it. Uh, but young people are, are growing up in this culture of um, focus on on nutrition and diet and exercise and not smoking so um so i feel like in some ways they're they have an advantage um <laughs> over those of us that that 
had the opposite kind of messaging, you know, when we were growing up. Um, whereas oh, I know from personal experience. Yeah. Cause I was a latchkey kid. So meaning I, the world was my oyster. I got to do everything all by myself, you know, right. and, you know and that includes food and right. Um, right. I grew, I, yeah. And you know, I, I knew when I had, and I've got three daughters, they're all, all three grown daughters. I knew growing up. And then after I had my children, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I was the mom that had the garden and the fruit trees and the juicer nice. and yeah. the chickens. And awesome. I really, yeah, I was so fortunate to be able to facilitate that. And it is, it's my hope that that's going to be ingrained in them as they move forward and the choices that they make when they're at college or they're raising their family. Right. It's there. Right. And right. yeah, like you said, if there's been an evolution with the young people, just as mind, body, wholeness altogether. And I know when I start, well, I've, I've been doing radio for well over 30, I don't even know what the number is. Let's just call it well over 10 years. And I know within the industry of health and wellness and workshops, I, I'm going to take Dr. Joe Dispenza, for example. I remember going to a couple of his events, you know, 13 years ago, and there was maybe one man there and it was only because his wife said, you got to go. Right. And over the last few years, it's over 60% of men. And I yeah. absolutely love that. I, I want, yeah, I want to invite men onto my radio show. I want that yeah. demographic on here. So yeah. men can show up for men and not have yeah. that ego battle thing. I know we kind of went on a different tangent, but you can to bring it back. back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even, you know, and even to, um, to open it up to, uh, non-binary people, I think is, right. is incredibly important, especially because, you know, that, that conversation is really in, um, in the, the cultural milieu right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, because, because it is such a space of, and we do focus so much on emotional and spiritual healing. And uh, I don't know what it's like to be a trans person. Um, mm -hmm. But I imagine that there's, yeah, there, they've gone through a lot of self-questioning about who yeah. am I and what am I doing? And, brave, uh, yes. brave, brave, brave. Like my gay and lesbian friends and my trans friends. I've, I've got, I've got friend, adult friends that have children, teen, teens, that we actually go to and have conversations about this. Talk to me about yeah. he, she, I, cause I, the last thing I ever want to do is insult anybody. That's never right. my intention, but I just don't know the language. I don't know right. the adjective, you're right. you know, and I, I, I come from a space of love, but right. they're also in this bubble. They've got their own junior high and high school Petri dish of just schmuck. You yeah. Know. Yeah. We've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's an interesting conversation for sure. And it's a new one. I, I encourage it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're, you know, we're open to, um, you know, trans people and not, you know, any, all the LGBTQIA plus, mm -hmm. plus, plus, all of it. Um, we're open to all of it and, yep. and would love to see, you know, more people, just all the people, all, all the, the people. ages, all the races, the world of colors. all the genders, the world all the, of yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're, yeah. so that's sort of um, the demographic has been historically primarily female with increasing male attendance, and we would love to draw in um, a greater cross-section of society. So, that would be wonderful. Is there an avenue? I don't know why this is popping up, so I'm going to say it because I'm guided to say it. Is there a space where you can do just LGBT or just trans or just... 
I mean, is there a market for that to really encourage them to come as a community and then integrate all of it? I've been wondering about that actually. And I think, I mean, I don't know, but I think that might be a more comfortable setting if it was specifically LGBTQIA than than an integrated with cisgendered, you know, people. Right. Um, So if anyone out there who's listening or watching, or um, if, if you want to collaborate with Integral Travel and me on a retreat like this, I would love it. Let's do it. So, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah, a great we'll segue. Talk, Let's yeah. talk about how they can get a hold of you and what you what what facilitate what that looks like. So, I want to make sure people understand it's not just you, right? You bring in. So, please let's right. orchestrate that and navigate and to have that conversation. Yeah. So the wellness retreats. I'm I'm sort of like the administrative side of things. I do the marketing and the registration and have uh, people that help me with that, but. I also, I bring in co-leaders um, who bring their passion and their skills and expertise to share with the world. Like Integral Travel is really a platform for anyone who has something in the health and wellness realm that they want to share um, to, to speak to the world. I want to lift you up. I want to help you deliver that message and help you shout it out from the rooftops. So- um, Of all like-minded, right? It's yeah. a wellness industry. I mean, it's health and wellness. It's not right. McDonald's franchise or something like that so right yeah exactly so yeah and we and kind of going back to what you had asked about our destinations earlier we have a couple of colorado retreats um but we have a baja mexico retreat we have a t- retreat in thailand those are all on the calendar we have a retreat to hawaii in the works potentially costa rica so we're open to um, different destinations around the world really it's like where, where do you want to go let's let's make it happen um and in the meantime develop a relationship with the people on the ground in that place so that we are engaging in community-based tourism um, so that we're not, you know, taking jobs away from the local people, but rather kind of lifting them up as well. Uh, Because again, that sort of interrelatedness, like we're all about relationships, relationship with self, with others, with the planet, um, you know, with nature and the environment, wherever we go. So that's um, important. I want to make sure the audience heard that. So wherever they land, wherever their community lands, meaning their wellness retreats or health and wellness retreats, they're going to hire and facilitate the locals as much as you can. Mm -hmm. So you're Mm -hmm. empowering and educating and also providing a workspace for them. And that's super, it's, it's an eco-friendly kind of environment, right? And that's, it's a win-win all the way around. And that's beautiful. And one other thing I would like to highlight about, um, you know, the way that we operate as a company is, um, our commitment to livable wages for our, our leaders, our retreat leaders. So a lot of times, um, you know, there's, there's lots of retreats you can go on yoga and whatever, but, you know, a lot of companies out there are just, are compensating their retreat leaders with a free trip. Essentially that's their compensation for spending a week away from their homes. Uh, you know, and that doesn't, I mean, that's great to get a free trip, but that doesn't pay your bills. It doesn't set you up for success for the future. It's not sustainable. You can't build a a career and a lifestyle around free vacations, you know, like it doesn't pay your rent. So we, uh, you know, of course we cover the expenses of our retreat leaders because it's work for them. We recover, cover their expenses for the trip, but we also pay them a livable wage of, you know, what they would be making if they were 
at home. Um, so, so that they can still pay their bills and come out ahead instead of coming out at a deficit. And I, and, um, so that may mean that some of our retreats may be a little more expensive than some of the other companies out there, but that's why, um, is that yeah. we're really compensating our retreat leaders in a fair and way. That's important. Sustainability yeah. for all of us, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't do any retreats unless I'm paid. I, I mean, you, you have to. Right. You absolutely have to. Yeah. Right. Because you're missing um, out on the income that you could be making at home, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, it's an aspect of, you know, my own self-sustaining support and right. you know, it's, whether it's doing a wellness program or a wellness retreat or a public speaking, well, we'll give you a free X, Y, Z. I'm like, mm, yeah, no, no. Love. Yeah. Love what yeah. you're doing, but yeah, that's not loving me. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's a boundary and I, you know, and I'm that loving nurture recovering people pleaser. And there's an aspect of me that goes, ah, and even saying no to things I really want to do, but yeah. I'm not being paid to do it. And that, that stings, you know, but yeah. you got to stand up for yourself. That's a whole nother conversation. Jessica. Again. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. So we walked through your conversation about owning your own self-discipline, providing your own wellness, health, wellness, going into massage school. That was kind of like the catalyst that brought you into the spiritual waking of Colorado and, you know, having your landing in Colorado with your husband and your doggies and your families and um, how you've established your new community, loving community in Colorado. Uh, guys, I want to remind everybody how to get a hold of her. Now, do you want me to email? What would you like me to give the audience? Yeah, like, if you want to email me, I would love to have a conversation with you. Okay, <laughs> let's do that. And I'm going to spell it out, you guys. It's Jessica and it's J-E-S-S-I-C-A at Integral Travel. And I'm going to spell that I-N-T-E-G-R-A-L. T-R-A-V-E-L.com. And if you guys are driving, of course, I'm going to have all this stuff on social media. The team's got all that handled. I don't want you guys to be driving and pulling over and doing all that. But if you guys are on YouTube, that's where you got to go. Is there, we've got a couple more minutes, like maybe seven minutes. Is there something that you would like to just noodle on with me in the audience? Do you have a uh, wisdom that you can share with all of us? Yes. And I just want to um, also give another way of staying in, in contact. Um, yes. So just go to the website, integraltravel.com. Perfect. I-N-T-E-G-R-A-L-T-R-A-V-E-L. And you'll have an opportunity to sign up for the email list. And that's the best way to kind of stay up to date on all the stuff that we're doing, you know, short of, I know people that might want to stay in touch, but might feel intimidated about reaching out directly or might yeah. not know to say or whatever. So yeah, just go peruse the website, um, follow us on Facebook. Uh, find us on Instagram. Um, so the, yeah, we're all over, all over the, the interwebs. And how and sexy and juicy is that? Let's go to Costa Rica and have a wellness retreat and change right. people's lives. You right. know, right. You don't. So, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> um, uh, sure. I'll go on vacation and feel amazing when I, yeah, let's go be of service and help people heal. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess to, um, to kind of close the pearl of wisdom that I would love to share um, with anyone who's watching or listening is how powerful you are, mm. how much power you have in healing your mind, your body, your heart, your spirit. And it's a process. 
So be patient with yourselves as you're undertaking, you know, various steps in that process. But um, what awaits you on the other side is worth any trouble and any pain and any, you know, confusion and shadow stuff that you have to confront that's uncomfortable and, and may make you kind of cringe and be ashamed. Go through that. Do the work because what's on the other side is better than you can possibly imagine. It's worth it. It is. It's like running through that rainstorm. You're going to get wet and yeah. you're, yeah, you're going to have a bad hair day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's okay. Yeah. We're going to yeah. love you through it. Keep going. That's yeah. it. And keep yeah. that mindset changing, keep evolving, keep going. Yeah. You've yeah. got about three, four more minutes. Yeah. I mean, cause we have been there. It's like, I think sometimes we fall into the mindset of, you know, and I, and I did this when I was getting into yoga and I was, you know, revering the teacher and being like, oh, they're special. They have something that I don't have. And it's like, no, they just did the work. You know what I mean? And they went through all are we, special. we, yes, we all have that. We all have our shadow sides. We all have the stuff that we're ashamed about. We, you know, um, you know, the things but we're that not I've already talked about. We're right. not carrying it. We're no. not carrying it, but what we're doing is learning from it and, yes. and then using our experience and having healed those things like me and my addiction story, you know, like using my experience with drugs and alcohol to, to come out on the other side, a better person, and then use my experience to help other people and inspire other people and say, you can do it too. You know, and even if it's, even if it's not addiction, even if it's something like, oh, you're a workaholic and you're overworked and you're really at your edge. Like we didn't even get into my whole nervous breakdown story, which oh, I was right. working. Anxiety, yeah. You know, yeah. I was working 90 hours a week. I was drinking and smoking and drinking coffee and not doing any of the wellness practices. And I cracked, you know? Oh. And so that, again, like a whole other story, we could, right. we could talk for hours, but, um, but I've, you know, I've been there and it's yeah. not easy and it's not fun and it's hard, but it's brave we, work. And when you yeah. cross that bridge, there's yeah. a whole list of opportunities. There's self-love, self-confidence. Yeah. There's yeah. It, it, just, the list goes on. You've just got to trust in the process. Right. right? And, and also to say, people. Yeah. And also to say, it's not a journey that has an end. Like I still have my rough days where I feel, you know, like, like, yeah, I created it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Daily so, practice, yep. right? Ongoing process. Daily practice. Yeah. Ongoing. Practice process. And it's overcoming the nervous system and its addiction to all those chemicals that are being released above and beyond self-regulating. Just I'm triggered. I have to take responsibility for that. Right. I need to self-regulate. The trigger right. isn't about the other person. The other person has no idea why you're triggered because you right. learned it from somewhere else, right? It's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> I know. Jessica, this has been an absolute treat. Remind people how they can get a hold of you on your website. Integraltravel.com. And, uh, and you can email me directly too if you want to start a conversation. Jessica at integraltravel.com. And we spelled that out. We'll have all that in the social media. And of course, on the website, they can find you as well on social media. Yep, absolutely. All right. We've got about a minute. What are you grateful for? Oh, I'm so grateful for my husband and our beautiful home and all of the healing that I've undergone through my life and my journey, my family, 
my friends, my clients um, who fill me with love and inspiration every day. Mm. So many things to be grateful for. The yeah, sun's yeah. shining outside right now and glinting oh. through the pine needles. <laughs> Oh, I love it. This has been an absolute treat. I feel warm and fuzzy and calm and connected. And I so appreciate you. Thank you very much, Jessica. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, you're so welcome. You guys, why not? Let's go to Costa Rica. Let's go to Colorado. Let's let's be of service and help people heal. Get a hold of Jessica. All right. With that, you guys, I will see you next week. And until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.